All right. Would you look at this? <laughs> it's beautiful down here. I mean, the water, the sharks are over your head. Uh-huh. The, and fish, the schools of fish are swimming by. The schools of fish are swimming by. All Yanni can eat is seaweed because she chooses to be a vegetarian. <laughs> but I'm going to have a wonderful seafood delight here at Itha Underwater Restaurant. I love Undersea it. Restaurant. This is It is $320 a plate. No problem. And all she's going to eat is seaweed. It's delicious and healthy. has all sorts of hidden health benefits. I hope it's some good seaweed. No, bon appetit. How are you? (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, we are, what, uh, six weeks later in this uh, quarantine? Yes, doing um, dinner for breakfast. Dinner for breakfast. Somebody had an early appetite. Yeah, well, you know, I was like, let's get up and do it at this undersea restaurant. It's pretty amazing. It is. Um, yeah, so we're, we're six weeks in, and I am, like, tired all the time because this is a lot to do at home, um, working and homeschooling, or as I've seen people call it crisis schooling, not really homeschooling. <laughs> um, and then uh, toddler management. That's a lot to do yeah. all at once. Um and yeah. so I am tired all the time. So, yeah, I sleep odd hours and wake up odd hours. So I was like, let's do breakfast. Well, let's do it. I mean, normally I'll be eating pancakes right now, but I'm going to have yes. a nice little seafood platter because this is beautiful. Yeah, this is beautiful. Anyway, how are you doing? You know what? I am good. You know, uh, quarantine has sent me through a tailspin of uh, emotions and mm-hmm. thoughts and thoughts of swimming all around me. <laughs> And, um, but you know what? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm coming out. I'm, I'm, I'm interested in these stages of the quarantine because I'm coming out on another side this past, uh, few days, you know? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I feel like I've, I've reawakened. Okay. When I went through, what, what was that stage of the quarantine when you like just get dark and, you know, you get swallowed by, you know, your thoughts and. I think we said that was what stage three. That's when you get like really like introspective. Well, you got. I said I think uh, we have people diverge. You get people who get really introspective and they're thinking a lot about the universe and their reason for being and stuff. And then you have the conspiracy conspiracy theories who are going off overthinking everything else. But yeah. So I think I was even in the, the stage earlier than that. I think I was in a stage of like I ain't doing nothing. I'm just gonna sit here. Okay. <laughs> Which, uh-huh. I think we call depression, you know. Uh-huh. But I, I think I went through that stage, and I think I was in that stage longer than I was probably supposed to be. Because mm-hmm. I was getting really comfortable, just like, yeah, I'll just have a drink, I'll just have a drink, you know. And, yeah. But then I kind of woke up, feet ashy, breath mm-hmm. nasty, and... Okay. Um, <laughs> my, my seaweed breakfast appetite. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I took a walk... And you know the scene in movies, once the person's like been beat down and all this kind of stuff, and then they finally have their awakening, and they start walking down the street, the music's playing, and they just like, they have a montage of them like working on things, and 
you know, <laughs> and reading right. and, and finally taking a shower, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> I had that. I took the shower, and then I uh-huh. had this moment one day when I was like, look at your surroundings. And I looked, yeah. and I was like, I should probably clean my place a bit. Now, my place is still Jay's place. It ain't that uh-huh. But I cleaned it, you know. It's a bachelor pad still. It's a bachelor yeah. pad. <laughs> Right. I cleaned it, and uh, you know, I, I went back into my studio and I started making music and everything. It was literally like the movie montage, you know. Okay. okay. I started making music and I started reading books, and you know, I was taking long walks and I started working out more again. And you know, I'm throwing out bad food in my refrigerator and I'm changing my diet. And I was like, oh, so now I'm in that stage of like, this is life. Let me. This is life, where a job doesn't control you. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I still have yeah. to work, and I still teach from home, but it's a lot different from teaching at school. So right. it's like this is a point in life that most of us aren't going to have again, True. you know? Hopefully. Hopefully. Cross your fingers. <laughs> right. But this is a point in life yeah. where you can make your life as you see fit. Like, imagine right now you had $10 million, mm-hmm. okay? But you can't travel. You just do whatever you want. Okay. Yeah. Now you take just because you took out the traveling aspect of it doesn't mean. Look, if you had ten million dollars, it doesn't mean you're gonna travel every day of your life. You're still but gonna not just travel. Mm-hmm. It's like you can't leave the house. <laughs> I mean, okay. you can. You're on, okay, you know. even better. You got ten million dollars, but you're on house arrest. Uh, okay, <laughs> that is more accurate. <laughs> okay. Kind of because you can't even have company. At least on house arrest, you could buy fancy food and invite people over. Now nah, you on lockdown. You on lockdown. And house arrest, can't you have people in? You just can't go out? Yeah, but you're in house arrest, but you're also in solitary confinement. They go to Yana, you know. I got $10 million. Oh, I'm in uh-huh. solitary confinement. And right. you can still FaceTime with people. You can still talk. You can do all of that kind of stuff. So right. that's how I started feeling like I am. And I was like, well, what can I do that's going to make me feel better? And right. for me, what makes me feel better is I can release things into the world to make everybody else feel better. And right. so that's what I do. I just started working on creating and just being creative in my own mm-hmm. self-quarantine, you know? Right. And so, um, yeah, I just kind of woke up. I woke okay. up. I stopped I stopped doing a lot of the dumb stuff I was doing, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I got beer and alcohol in my refrigerator. I haven't touched it, you know what I mean? Like, okay. I'm yep. staying away from it. And... Um, yeah, it, it's. I don't know how long this is gonna last. I'm sure I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm sure I'm gonna go back into the deep divulge uh-huh. of the abyss of loneliness. But right. at the moment, or maybe I won't. Who knows? But at the moment, I'm. Um, Doing well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look. I know a lot of people are, as they say, hurting and want to get back to work. Mm-hmm. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah, it's weird because it's like, um, I mean, I've seen, I think it very much depends on what your home situation is, how you're managing this. So Mm -hmm. I think people, one, people who live alone versus people who have like a house full of people who can provide support as needed versus people like me who are parenting, you know, small children and trying to work, like our realities look a lot different. Like I've spoken to people who have nannies at home so it's like their life hasn't changed a ton i mean they're working remotely but you know they're still doing well because they have child care during the day um and then like i said people like me (laughs) wait so so you're at home but you still got your nanny 
But if you have to work all day, it, let me tell you, nah. having to work all day with small children is almost impossible. Like, you know how it is when my toddler is up and running around. Like, it's, we can't even have a conversation without her screaming in the background. Now, imagine having uh, Your toddler is a lovely child. Call. I have no idea what <laughs> you're talking about. <laughs> imagine trying to have conference calls with, like, senior-level management, and there's a two-year-old screaming in the background, wanting snacks or wanting you to, like, escort them to the bathroom or have pooped on themselves for some random reason and are screaming, I pooped in my underwear! And you're trying to have, like, a senior-level um, meeting, okay. you know, with upper management. It's it's really not possible. Um, or just get it sitting and trying to, like, produce work. No, you really need a nanny at home. It, it is a full-time job taking care of children in general, especially small children. So whenever... People say like, oh, you know, a stay-at-home mom or dad doesn't work. No, they work. They're working a full-time job because managing a toddler is a full-time job. So I am doing, I feel like right now I'm doing two and a half full-time jobs. Working full-time, managing her full-time, and then doing this crisis schooling, which is not a all-day thing. We probably takes us about three hours to get through everything. Uh-huh. But this is all in the course of like, you know, your work day. Um, so that's like... Two and a half full-time jobs every day, all day. And it's exhausting. So, like okay. I said, I think where people are in this process differs quite a bit. I saw someone that posted, you know, one of these memes, and it's just like, um, you know, let's take a minute to reflect that we're all home and we're with our family and we, you know, we can sleep in and we can do this and we can do that. I mean, just like, you know, trying to be all positive, spinny spin on stuff. And that I'm sounds just like corny. for <laughs> but people are trying to put a positive spin and look at the positive aspects, which on one hand I see, but on the other hand, I'm like, that is not the reality for most. Like, I don't get to sleep in because my only quiet hours are between about 6.30, a.m. and maybe between 9 and 10 a.m. Because I let the kids stay up late so that they sleep late. There's a lot of people so who aren't with their times. family either. Pardon, say that again? There's a lot of people who aren't with their family either. Well, yes, exactly. I mean, so there's, then there's, there's those one dimensional. Yes, there's those people with their family. But then you also have people who are very much hurting right now because they don't have an income. And their stimulus check may or may not have come. It may or probably does not cover their expenses. They have a lot of you know, economic insecurity right now and don't really know what's going to happen from one week to the next. So I am very careful not to look at not to paint this rosy picture of this situation because it does not reflect everybody's life. Maybe for some, yeah. it does. Like, I know some people are still getting their checks and are not working in our home right now, which is great for them. So they do get to sleep in and paint the house and rearrange furniture and garden and stuff. But um, that's not everybody. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I have to say. It's not everybody. So I get frustrated with these, like, you know broad brush like reflections on this time because everyone's situation looks very very different depending on their economic makeup and their family makeup their um yeah yeah it, it, look, it looks very it looks a lot different um but that's why i think when people want to put like their self-reflections up yeah you, you, you gotta if you're gonna put it up try to come from a universal standpoint Right, now nah, forget that. I'm just being a curmudgeon. no. I think no. I mean, I think come from a personal standpoint. Be like, yeah, this is me. I and 
I think you need to recognize that, especially for those who are finding a very, very silver lining in this, um, to say, like, this is me and I come from a point of privilege. I think it is always a powerful statement to say I am coming from a point of privilege because it's shown some understanding of the fact that that is not the reality for everyone. Well, I'm coming from a point of being alive. So, uh, <laughs> which, which is a privilege. <laughs> well, yeah, being alive is a privilege, but if you're alive and you're listening, then we all have this privilege of being alive. Right. So mm-hmm. my whole point with mine is that you got to figure out whatever it is that makes you tick. Yeah. You got to start figuring out those things, you know. Sure. Yes. I agree uh, with It's that. not contingent on somebody else. It's not contingent on your family. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. a lot of people are stuck in the house with their family and like, God, get me the hell out of this damn house. You know? Right. <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, and that's another thing. There's a lot of people stuck in abusive households as well. So, yeah. um, especially, you know women and children unfortunately i mean there's some men who are also the recipients of abuse but uh, a lot of women and children are <laughs> look at your phone <laughs> <laughs> let's stick oh with the women let's stick, let's stick with the women and children there i'm not are, hearing it from men there are men who are victims of domestic abuse there's some crazy violent women out here i mean yeah man now the vast majority of people i think who are uh, victims of abuse are women and children but there are also some crazy violent women out here so there are some men who endure abuse as well so I want to make sure I recognize that. Fix your face. I'm not laughing at you. I'm Um, laughing with you. (laughs) Right. Um, So anyway, being home right now is um, detrimental for a lot of people as well for different reasons. Stop. Just stop. Stop. I I, I, I didn't do it. Go ahead and just enjoy this they trip through the day and waste all their thoughts at night. Now how can I come up and tell them the way that they live could be better? I know there's an answer. I know now, but I had to find it by myself. Okay, so I know we're all going through like our own kind of stage of this, but. I think uh, last week we had observed kind of in general the stages that the masses are going through, right? Mm-hmm. And so we had started with like stage one, which I think we said was like panic, you know, everyone's like really panic stricken. And yeah. then stage yeah. two is like that kind of acceptance or embrace of the situation where you're just making mm-hmm. the most. Of, I think that's where you are right now, this like embrace of the I'm situation. I'm on stage two, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think some of that panic also was probably some depression. There's panic, depression. I think those are kind of woven together. And um, there are. So, yeah. yeah, so I think you're in that stage too, that acceptance and embracing of the situation. And then yes. there was that stage three, that introspection or like just absolute paranoia. <laughs> I think that was like a split, <laughs> a stage three okay. split. So I think uh-huh. we are really seeing stage four now, which we, we kind of, I think, had predicted. And this is like the resistance. The resistance. <laughs> the resistance. This is all a conspiracy. Nobody's sick. Right. Nobody died. I don't care what they say. I'm getting out of the daggone house. Well, no, and this is the crazy thing about the resistance. I think that people are like, yeah, people are dying and getting sick, 
And I don't care. It's my American right to go out anyway. And that's what's really yeah. weird about the resistance is a lot of people aren't denying that people are dying, especially if they know anyone in New York. I mean, people in New York are dying by the hundreds, like, a day. Um, but it's like, it's my American right to go out and do what I want, even if it means, like, killing myself and everybody else through this, like, virus. The American right. It's, <laughs> it's very bizarre, and I feel like that's where the resistance is coming from. And I've seen, oh my God, I've seen people even, like, posting or people out protesting, I'll say, and they've got these signs, and it's just like, this basically equates to slavery, which is just the most offensive thing in the world. Like, we won't even- Who do you think is saying this? Oh, I mean, it ain't us. Come on now. <laughs> no, but I know, it's definitely, well, it's definitely not us, yeah. but I'm gonna tell you who's saying this. Uh-huh. If you look at these resistance, sis. <laughs> resistance, sis, yes. Mm-hmm. The resistance. And you see these people coming out with their guns blazing and yes. they're going up into Capitol, City Hall, whatever, right. you know. There are automatic weapons and such. These yeah. are the same white supremacists yeah. who are now pretending uh-huh. that they're for everybody. They're coming out with their guns blazing mm-hmm. and they're not, they're, it's not like, hey, Americans, everybody, inclusive. They're trying to do something to us. This is just their way of still protesting. They're not, they're not really, they don't care about the daggone coronavirus. They just want to, this is their chance to like shine and just go out, protest, show their support for Trump mm-hmm. and still have a nice white supremacy gathering. <laughs> Basically, a lot a lot of it, I think, is just white supremacy gathering. I mean, it's kind of like the Tea Party, like revived, like they're back. Yeah. I think these are the same Tea Party folks. Uh who were, I think it's for, I think it's worse than Tea Party. I think it's straight up white supremacists. Well, I think cis. that's who the cis. <laughs> plural. <laughs> I think that's who the Tea Party were. I mean, they called themselves the Tea Party, but they were just a bunch of white supremacists. Pretty much. I mean, that's that's. I mean, their whole their their mission was to undermine the presidency of Barack Obama, not because he had even done anything at that point. That they were opposed to because he existed in that office. They, I mean, they'd started when he was elected. He had not done anything yet. And that's that's like supreme racism. I, I don't know how they try to deny it, but that's like supreme racism. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like you you hate this person because he exists. Right. The the the, the idea of a black president. It's come so to fruition. Offensive, yeah. Mm-hmm. And now you're like, I want my country back. They've been saying it ever since. Yes, I want my, I want country, my country back. back. Yep. And now this you know? whole make America great again. Uh, now you got yeah. it, and, and you and you got a pandemic to go with it. Right. Exactly. Slow clap for you. <laughs> so yeah. So you have this resistance. You have the resistance. The people who are just like, I don't care if it's going to kill me. I have a right to just be out. Right. It's so very I, I just feel like they should really follow their leader. Go out. Follow the words of your leader. Yes. Drink bleach. Go out. Drink bleach. And yeah, fraternize. Inject disinfectant in your body. Right. And don't forget <laughs> to cut yourself so you can get the UV lights in your blood. Right. Uh, oh, my goodness. Yeah. So there's those people. And I, it's weird because you've got some people who are like yelling. You know, I have a right to go out and get a haircut, or I need my haircut, I need my nails done. Like, they're arguing for the most frivolous things in the world, 
which is unfortunate because it clouds, I think, the people who are like, I'm about to lose everything. What can we do to open our businesses back up? Which I think is very legitimate and a fair question. Like, there are those of yeah, us who yeah. can work from home and who are still getting checks and who are more or less secure for a while. And then there are those who have, like, poured their life savings into, like, you know, their small independent business. I know, like, of a restaurant that just opened up near my job um, a couple months back. And they're doing great business. But, you know, restaurants are hard businesses to get up and running and to, to yeah. sustain. And I can imagine they poured, they started as, like, a food truck. And now they're, like, a business. And they poured, like, their heart and soul into it. And I can imagine they are really hurting financially now. So, and there's probably yeah. lots of other businesses like that. And I understand their plea to try and reopen but it's going to get drowned out by these idiots who are just standing there talking about this is slavery i need a haircut i need my nails done and it's just like it's so frustrating it's very frustrating. it's slavery <clears throat> it's slavery i need a haircut and my nails done yep nobody's whipping your back nobody's raping not, you. Uh, nobody's raping you selling your children away Selling, selling your children away, right. cutting off your body parts because yep. you're trying to escape this exactly. horrible. Thing. But this is slavery, man. Go to hell. I ain't. I, I don't feel sorry for those people whatsoever. No, I mean the, the last, the last rally I saw them, and you know, a handful of them had on masks. Many didn't. I was like, somebody needs to do like a drive-by coughing. Can we just like go down like <laughs> with an ambulance full of infected people and just do a drive-by cough? Just like a drive-by drive cough. I'm like, just infect these people. They they just need to cease. <laughs> they just need to drink bleach. Put on your black Nikes. Right. And uh, <laughs> instead of Kool-Aid, drink the bleach. Drink the bleach. Drink the bleach, yeah. anime. Yeah. So. If you, if, look, if you go out and you drink a cup of bleach, then you can go back to work. Right. No, you can go get your hair cut. Go out drink some bleach. Then go get your hair cut. <laughs> go get your hair cut, yeah. If it's that important. Oh, I mean, my gosh. Trump, Trump told you what to do. Yeah. So. so, yeah, Agent Orange. Why? It's so weird. Like, I, I, you know, it'll take probably decades for us to really know what is going on behind the scenes in this White House. But why is this man standing up at the podium making any sort of medical or scientific statements? Like, if you want to get up and make a feel-good statement and, like, you know, maybe say our scientists and medical teams are doing the best they can and then hand the mic off to like an actual scientist, fine. But why are you standing up there? Like, this is what I think has happened. Like with this most recent okay. statement about him suggesting, um, and let me, let me just say this because you got these right wingers saying, he never said for people to go out and drink bleach. Okay, he did not <clears throat> tell people to go and do it. What he stood up and said, was like this was basically a viable um, option or something that is being tested because it has some sort of scientific or medical merit. So he did, I mean, we can all look at the recording. He very much said that this is something that is being tested or should be tested and tried to get agreements from the scientific community to be like, her yes, face. This is, yes, her face, her face versus face was just like <laughs> done. Um, and so all these people splitting hair saying he didn't tell people to do it. Yes, he did not say go do it but he very much did state that this was an option that's being evaluated and oh, yeah. so what happens then is people who don't ask questions or do research or anything go out and try it this is why you know the guy who and his wife who took the um hydrochloroquine that was meant for cleaning their fish tank 
and one ended up dead and one ended up in the ICU because he's standing up there making these statements and they're thinking, oh, he knows more than we do and I'm not waiting for the test. Like, clearly this is something yeah. that might work and I'm just going to do it. Anyway, so my question is, why do they just, why do they let him stand up there and make statements about things that probably, it's probably some, a bit of a conversation that he heard in the midst of conversations about, you know, scientific methods or whatever that could be evaluated um, or looked at. And he does not know how to synthesize that information, make sense of it, and relay it in any sort of coherent or logical manner. So he just gets up and spews random stuff that is dangerous, illogical, and has no scientific merit. You have given... All right, this is what has happened. You've given a (laughs) madman the office of the president. Mm Mm-hmm. When they try to take the madman out, the conservatives, because they're still getting what they want, were like, no, he's fine. Like, And they made sure he stayed in. Yeah. Now you have a pandemic, and the madman is still in charge of everything. Right. And he feels empowered to say whatever he wants, whenever he wants. Right. Because when it was time to get him out, y'all made sure he stayed in. Yep. And so now he just gets on the mic. He doesn't have any person speaking for him anymore. <laughs> he just gets up there and just rambles off, and we all get to see the show firsthand but the crazy thing is like this does not affect his supporters at all they are still 100 percent on board yeah because they're nuts too i mean uh, his, yeah. his supporters are predominantly i'm mm-hmm. not saying all because mm-hmm. he does have a few <clears throat> black peppers sprinkled in right, to exactly. that seasoning uh-huh. but his supporters are predominantly mm-hmm. white people who felt like they were losing their country yeah you know and I mean, those diehard supporters. Now, right. people who are like, I want a businessman for president, whatever, I think they were terribly misjudging the situation, right. but I don't think those are the same people. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of those are waffling right now, like, what is wrong with this guy? Right. But, but I think a lot of people- But they're getting their tax cuts that are still okay. They're getting their tax right. cut and they're still like, whatever. <laughs> right. But, well, you know, but still, even with that, it's like, but I'm sure a lot of their businesses are starting to yeah. tank. Mm-hmm. So, yep. uh, but I think a lot of people- who voted for him, not all, but a lot of people, were people who, like, wanted their country back. And they yeah. wanted to feel like, yo, this is a this is a white nation. Right. Like, and Santa Claus is white, you know what I mean? And uh, Christmas should be a national holiday. Right. And everybody has to support it, regardless of what their religion is, because this is how we set it up. And, right. you know, they believe in their forefathers and all that BS. And I just think that those are the people... It doesn't matter what he does, they're going to vote for him because their whole vote was based off of ignorance to begin with. Yeah. Well, there you have it. That was was about the fairest I can be with Trump. That's about about as fair as I can be with him. Yeah. I mean, at this point, like, the things that he says definitely shock me and it's disappointing that he is our appointed leader right now. But I am more disappointed with the American people who continue to support this nonsense. Our elected officials in Congress and then also just the American people in general. Like the fact that we have an election coming up in November that he still can very, very possibly win. Like, very possibly. Like, the odds, I feel like, are in his favor for winning right now. Um, And I... Well, that's also because it's not a pure numbers game either. Yeah, it's true. That's true. We got this you know. ridiculous electoral college system. But if I mean, it was a pure numbers game, he would lose. He would have lost the first time, he would lose this time. Yeah. He lost by three million votes last time. But the fact that it's even close I mean, it shouldn't be close. This guy is a moron. And there is a, another Republican candidate 
running for president, of course he's getting no publicity at all. He probably has very, very little financial support. But there is another Republican running for president, if he hasn't dropped out already. But, yeah, I don't know. Well, I don't know what to say I, about I, people. Well, I think it just, you know, it, it shows we've always known America's racist. Mm-hmm. Now we get to see it on display. Now we get to see it. Yep. There yeah. you have it. Take a look. Take a look. Take a look. It'll be in the books or reading Rainbow. <laughs> that was a great theme song. Can I bring my friend to tea? G-H-I-J, I love you. Boom, 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 boom. Sail the ship. Boom, boom, boom. Chop the tree. Boom, boom, boom. Skip the rope. Boom, boom, boom. Look at me. Oh, man. All right, so we're in stage four. Resistance. The resistance. Yeah. So, uh... We'll see. We'll see where we go after this. I don't know. I don't really know where things go after this. Yeah, and you know the resistance is widespread. I mean, I've seen some. Of, our cousin Steve was telling me about one in Philadelphia, and mm-hmm. you know, it's all types of people who have their conspiracies or whatever. But right. um, <clears throat> I've also seen it. I, I think it's starting to hit people's communities. Like now, it's starting to become a thing where a lot of people know somebody who's had it or died from it. Yes, and so. Yeah. The people who are out there resisting, I think a lot of people start to look at them like, what are you, stupid? You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. this is what's going on. You, you go outside, you get sick. But if you want to risk it, by all means. I mean, I just I feel like, man, let them kill off each other. You know? If you have a family oh, member who's in a resistance, just make sure you stay away from them. Right. So I'm not going to talk exactly. to you this year. You know what I mean? Just Right. You can die. <laughs> the end. <laughs> the end. <laughs> No, well, we'll be back, and we'll see. We'll see how the country plays out uh, in the coming days and weeks, because this thing is changing so rapidly. I mean, as of now, we're up to about I don't know what the exact number is, but somewhere around a million known infections um, and more than fifty thousand deaths. And we're only we're like six weeks into the lockdown, and I guess our first case was um, the first known case was what in January, I think. Something so, like that. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, but since we've been on lockdown, yeah, we're at 50, over 50,000 deaths and a million infections. So, I don't know. We'll see what they, how things look in the next couple of weeks. And I think it, it might definitely affect people's behavior, change people's behavior um, and their attitudes. But it all remains to be seen. It does. America is definitely a reality show right now with the reality show host as the president. And where did we Here go? There you go. We went underwater to get away from y'all. <laughs> At this beautiful restaurant. I'll take the check today. Oh, yes. Because I'm eating seaweed? Because you're eating seaweed and uh, <laughs> I need help getting this treadmill. So, now, get me through the mist of tomorrow. <laughs> but in passing, we'll grow older every day. Just as all this born is new, do know what I say is true.
Make me the past. 